Hi, and welcome to the Visual Web Podcast. I'm Jilly from ViralTag. ViralTag is a platform to help businesses grow their brands on the visual web. We help businesses discover, create, manage, and schedule content on visual social media. And the coolest thing we've learned about this space is that while there are many best practices to follow, there are a lot of different pathways to success. In this podcast, we'll be talking to the pioneers of the visual web, the bloggers, the social strategists, and entrepreneurs who are creating a brand on Instagram, Pinterest, and Tumblr. We're going to learn how they're doing it, where they find inspiration, and what engagement really looks like for their brand. They'll also be sharing tips and hacks we can all try. Thanks for listening. We'd love to have you join in online. Just use the hashtag, the visual web, to share your thoughts with us on Twitter. talking to Natasha Ashton, the co-founder and CMO of Pet Plan Insurance, along with Keith Gousset, the social media manager of Pet Plan. Hey, guys. Hi, Tilly. Hi there. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, well, let's get right into it. I'd love if you guys could just start by telling us a little bit more about Pet Plan. Where to start, really? I mean, Pet Plan is the country's best-loved pet health insurance provider. We were founded... Oof, Gosh, it's nine years ago now, uh, but the whole whole business started uh, when my husband, Chris, and I arrived in the U.S. with four suitcases and a cat, um, and our cat became very sick soon, soon thereafter, and we were students at the Wharton School of Business, and uh, as her vet bills escalated, we, uh, we started to panic, and then we started to look for pet insurance, and it became apparent to us that there really wasn't much available in the US and there was this huge business opportunity to introduce a a pet health insurance plan to US pet parents and so that's what we did we spent the next two years on our MBA building out a business plan and when we graduated we we took the plunge and uh, and started developing the business and we sold our first policies in July of 2006 and uh, there were three of us in the office then. Today, there's over 170 team members. We insure close to 200,000 pets across the U.S., and we're projected to write over $100 million in gross written premium. So it's been quite the adventure. Wow. Well, very cool to hear about that, especially a startup story gone well. Congratulations. Oh, I think it's proof that the American dream is alive and kicking. That's great to hear. Great to hear. Well, I'm sure we could talk a little bit, a lot about pet insurance, but um, we're here to talk about marketing. So tell tell us a little bit about kind of um, what you're trying to do with marketing and and really, you know, we're interested, of course, in social media. And I learned about you guys really through your Pinterest page um, and that drew my attention. So I'd love to hear more about, you know, how Pinterest really has fit into your marketing strategy as well. Sure. I mean, from the very beginning, we it, it, it was clear to us that we wanted to develop the brand as a pet health company first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Uh, pet insurance uh, had very negative associations in the U.S. Insurance in general has negative associations. And so we want to disassociate ourselves from that. We also have an intangible product. You can't feel it. You can't touch it. And so from the, the get-go, 
we decided that we wanted to create a visually engaging brand and really leverage um, the relationship that pet parents have with their pets and use photography to, to illustrate that and, and to really connect with, with our policyholders. And so we, we developed this, this very visual brand from, from the beginning. And this was really ahead of the days of social media. We um, quickly evolved the brand and developed our own in-house magazine, which again um, was very visually focused. Uh, we decided to create what was essentially the, the pet health version of men's health or women's health, hmm. uh, providing simple, easy to digest, uh, engaging content about pet health. And that was always, always coupled with great imagery, great photography. So we then started playing a little bit on Twitter when it first came out. And then um, when we first heard of Pinterest, we thought this is terrific. This plays to our strengths. We have all this phenomenal photography and great content and now we have a vehicle to actually put that information out there over and above the magazine and so we approached Keith and said you know Keith who, who joined us gosh five years ago now over five years ago now as as a copywriter and who quickly quickly took over social um because he's so talented and and uh, also has a wicked sense of humor, which I think you have to do if you're going to be running. <laughs> if you're going to be working here and if you're going to be running social, you have to have a wicked sense of humor. So we approached Keith and said, you're running with Twitter. You know, you're, you're handling our blog. You're, you're handling all of our digital assets. There's this new thing called Pinterest, and we think it's awesome, and we think it has this terrific potential. Can you run with it? And he's like, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at that. And he's just done this fantastic job, so much so that Pinterest actually used us as a case study for, for how to do it right. And that is 100% down to Keith and his team. That's so great. I think there's a couple of points I want to hit on in what you were saying. So interesting, thinking about how do you move, you have all of this content that you had built up kind of offline. How did you start to think about translating that onto this new platform? I think early on, and Keith can probably speak more to this, but very early on, we looked at what our most popular um, popular content was and also the content that was serialized. So within the magazine, there are certain uh, elements that you know change every issue. And then there are the standard ones, like our breed profile that's very popular and that appears in every issue of the magazine. And we had a, a, a sort of a uh, an archive so to speak, of those. And so that's sort of where we started. We started with our most popular content and the content that was serialized so that then we could create boards around that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, we were very blessed when we started getting on Pinterest because we already had all this great visual content from years of publishing that we could easily pivot on. Um, the Breed All About It board on Pinterest that we have, which is all... I think there's over 150 different dog breeds on there. Um, you know, we're able to get a very branded, cohesive feel with really excellent content that people were looking for already. You know, Pinterest is a discovery network. People are coming there. They're looking for specific information about specific topics. It's not necessarily a social network. People aren't there to, like, chat with other people. So I think that all we really had to do was take all the really great content we already had in print visualize it a little bit more for the platform pair it with some you know fun but informative copy and you basically had a recipe for success on pinterest and 
when you went there, were you thinking that this would be a channel to like drive people, drive new customers or was it more about education? What was your kind of initial goal there? I think it was a combination of we've we've never been about aggressively selling. We've always ha- maintained the philosophy that if we can educate people and provide them with useful information, it allows us to build a relationship and start a conversation. And if they enjoy that conversation, then eventually they will become our, our, our customers. And I think Pinterest really, really allows us to, to build on that. Yeah. From the beginning, we've always been about doing things right, you know, right? We're all pet, you know, we all have pets. We're all passionate about our pets. And we want people that have pets or people that are eventually going to become our customers to feel that passion and to have that same sort of thing. So I think it's always first and foremost, you know, about pets come first. And that's, you know, resonates in all of our content, whether it's the photography where it's primarily pets, not people, or it's in the tone and, you know, the messaging that we bring across that. You know, your pets are really members of your family, and there's so much that you can do to take care of them. Yeah, and we see that. We see that all the time. I mean, the whole purpose behind us developing the magazine in the first place that has really fed Pinterest was to develop a platform that was both tangible and gave people something tangible in an intangible business, but also to provide them with information that allows them to take better care of their pets because so many of the claims that we receive here every day could be avoided almost exclusively if people had more information. Anything from, you know, chocolate in de- ingestion to, you know, lacerations or heat stroke. These are all things that are preventable if people just knew a little bit more. And so our purpose is to keep educating and keep putting that information out there so that people can avoid some of these, these claims that we get. I, I think it's interesting as well because we have a lot of people who are you know, they're just getting started on Pinterest and they're trying to figure out if it's really, is it the platform for their business? Maybe if it's not, um, you know, people think of Pinterest as a place for recipes maybe. And some people are still trying to get their mind around like the, the wider opportunity out there. Was that something that you guys kind of thought about as you were getting started or did you immediately see that kind of the community of people interested in their pets on, on Pinterest? Um, I think, well, I mean, for us, it was it was an obvious place to be. I, 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 think, I don't think we ever questioned mm-hmm. whether Pinterest was going to work for us, certainly in terms of disseminating information and, and building those relationships. Um, I don't know whether we, we, we thought it was going to drive sales or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think that was the primary objective when we started. Um, certainly it has, it has helped us to develop those conversations that ultimately have led to sales. Um, but for us, it was, it was always going to be something that we, we felt we could play in, uh, and excel in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't think we ever expected it to take off as quickly as it did. No. And I certainly don't yeah. think we ever expected to be, I mean, I think what, what surprises me is that to, to, to still to this day, we keep being, uh, Reference as one of the top, you know, most creative companies on Pinterest. And I don't think any of us ever saw ourselves as being particularly creative. We just saw it. This is a great platform that allows us to, to do what we do best, which is provide great educational information in a fun, you know, visually attractive format. Yeah. I don't think we ever viewed our content as fitting into certain boxes. No. So, you know, I think when we came to Pinterest, we're just like, we, you know, we viewed it as an approach of, well, 
of course it can work for us. You know, I mean, it's great content. Great content can work anywhere. You just have to, you know, you just have to make it fit the the platform that you're on. So I think that a lot of people who aren't in e-commerce or in retail or, you know, recipes and food bloggers see Pinterest as sort of this, you know, mythical land where, gosh, how is my content going to work there? Um, but I think that as long as you have great content in a way to visually present that and make nice little consumable pieces, I think anybody can be a winner on Pinterest. That's great advice. You guys are so humble too. I'm going to push you a little on that. What do you think is it that's, that's really resonated with people that, um, you know, you say you keep being referenced and people are calling out to you as an example. Um, what do you think are those things that people are really, you know, being inspired by about your account? Yeah, I mean, I, I think people really just have a misunderstanding of the industry. Mm. You know, financial services sounds boring. Uh, insurance definitely sounds boring. You know, how could an insurance company be interesting on Pinterest? Obviously, we benefit from the fact that, you know, all of our clients are cute, cuddly animals. Um, but I think, you know, it really speaks to the creativity of our team into the content that they produce and to the expertise behind that content. You know, I think what you're seeing now in a lot of places is everybody wants to jump on the pet wagon, right? Every commercial you see has got a dog in it these days. Everybody wants to utilize pets because pets are an easy gateway into the world. Everybody loves them. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that not all the content that you see out there is backed by expert sources. We're really lucky in the fact that all the content that you see on our website, all the blogs that you see, all the stuff that we share on Pinterest is all sourced from veterinary experts, whether it's in-house or people that we work with. So I think once you pair that great creative content with content that people can really trust because it's coming from a trusted source, you know, I think, I think we're really starting to change people's minds, not just about, you know, our product and about pet insurance, but just about how industries can take a platform that's visual like Pinterest and really make it work for them. Yeah, some great inspiration. And digging in a little more there, can you tell tell us a little bit about kind of your your daily Pinterest routine, daily or weekly, if it's not giving away too much of your secrets? Sure. I mean, one thing that we've always kind of positioned ourselves as is uh, bringing a lot of original content to the platform. Mm -hmm. Most of Pinterest, I think, I can't remember what the exact stat is, but I think it's like 80% of pins on Pinterest are repins. So I think, you know, primarily most of the content we share is original because we just have so much of it and we can slice and dice it in so many different ways, you know, to make it consumable to the customer that it really is an advantage because people know that by coming to our pages and by following our boards, that they're going to get original stuff that they're not going to see anywhere else. And how, how much are you sharing every day? Uh, I think we, we definitely, we've upped our, uh, our, in, our uh, output quite a bit now that we're able to schedule pins. Mm. Um, I think anywhere between five and 20. What have been some successes, some, some great things that have worked out well for you guys on Pinterest? I think one thing that we weren't expecting was to be able to drive as much traffic as it does. Mm. Um, I think it's rewarding every time that I think one of the most gratifying things is to constantly be cited as an expert and, you know, and to be to be placed alongside companies like Sony or Whole Foods or, you know, for, for a company that's still essentially a startup 
that's a big deal to be to be alongside such such well-known brands that have such depth and such strong marketing teams i mean we still have a relatively small marketing team there's what 20 people in our team and social media you, you have a group of three four people so it's still relatively small compared to a lot of these big companies and it's it's incredibly gratifying and humbling to be mentioned alongside them and how are you thinking about how is pinterest kind of i know we've been focusing a lot on pinterest but how is it fitting um among the other social media that you're you're focused on is pinterest really a leader for you i guess i can speak on that on two different levels in the industry definitely i mean i think we're we've got about twenty thousand more followers than the second the second uh competitor on there um so we definitely have the market sort of cornered there uh, industry, but again, we don't, you know, it's not about just the industry. It's about, you know, all the other people out there producing pet health content or trying to educate people with pets, you know, and I think. And I, you do integrate the campaigns yeah, we across social do. media. Yeah. So, you know, you might put a pin up on Pinterest that relates to, so I, I guess the um, heat chart, how, how yep. hot is too hot, but then that was a press release and then you put it in a, to a blog and did you put it on Facebook as well and email. And so, you know, you might take one infographic that shows, you know, great promise or or that you know is, is, is appealing to people because it gets X number of likes and then you run with it across all your social media. Yep. Or you might have a really in-depth, very technical, but very helpful blog and you need a visual way to represent that. So we'll have our team create a really great chart that just illustrates all those points in a very visual format. That's a great tip too for small teams, right? That you can kind of reuse the same content, get different yeah, things out absolutely. of it. That's exactly it. You just adapt it accordingly. So, I mean, we won't take the same thing and repost it across all social media. We will, we will adapt it for the audience and we'll build on it. And so you're, you're sort of peeling back the layers of the onion in a way. So it's, it's one piece but you're giving a little bit more or different information depending on the channel. So on Pinterest, you'd put the infographic. On the blog, you would then have have a narrative that relates to the infographic. On Facebook, you might send people to Pinterest or get people to engage in conversation about that particular topic. And so it's one, one piece of information that's leveraged multiple ways, and, and you build on it. What lessons have you guys learned? Maybe, you know... I'd- mistakes but things that you've kind of figured out as you've gone on Pinterest maybe that you can help some people from repeating I guess one of the lessons I think we learned early on is it's about building relationships you Mm. can't expect to drive sales instantly off of a platform like Pinterest it's about building trust and credibility and I think that that applies across the board regardless of, of the platform that you're discussing but certainly in Pinterest and so I think if we had any words of advice to share, it's, you know, you should go in there with the mindset that you are building a relationship, you are providing useful and helpful information, don't expect to convert sales straight away, and and try and avoid asking for the sale. Use this as a way of, it really, it's a way of, of communicating and engaging. Yeah, I mean, I think, too, you know, I mean, take time with the content. I think that, especially when we first started, there was, you know, the feel the need we felt the need to like oh we have to get all the content we have to get all of our content up right away but i think you know pinterest gives content a lot of life it's essentially an evergreen content platform because unlike twitter where you might tweet something but if nobody sees it they're never going to see it again or facebook where 
you might not ever see it because of the timeline. Um, you know, Pinterest, you can go on there and search for a topic. And as long as your pin's relevant and useful and helpful, it's always going to be, it's always going to surface towards the top. So on Pinterest, the cream of the content definitely rises to the top. So I think people really need to take time to really craft great content that's going to work on that platform. Yeah, that's such good advice. What, what sort of content has performed the best for you guys over time? Um, I think it, it kind of depends. We've had stuff that we didn't expect to really yeah. take off, like a picture of two Great Danes uh, dressed as princesses, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is just beyond cute. So, you know, I mean, why wouldn't it take off? Yeah. Um, and it's then, a little bit of a departure a, yeah. from the whole health pet health <laughs> content. So. Right. And then we've had the, obviously, we've had um, how hot is too hot for your dog to be inside of a car or how cold is too cold for your dog to be outside. Those types of visual charts where it provides, you know, all the information you need right there. You know, I think we've probably seen those repin thousands of times. So, Yeah, that's great. Like really informative stuff, questions that people are looking for. Yeah. Very cool. So what's the future hold for you guys? What What's coming up in 2016? Well, Instagram is, is the platform <laughs> yeah. to... to, to conquer now and and again Keith Keith and his team are doing a fantastic job there it's uh, again plays to our strengths but uh, it's 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 really a question I think of continuing to build relationships and generate awareness and provide better content video is is definitely an area that we are looking to to really expand into quite aggressively and provide equally engaging visually compelling content but in a video format because that's that's where um, information is headed and certainly when it comes to tips and pet health tips video is, is a great platform so I think 20, 2016 and beyond are going to be very very exciting as, as technology and media evolve um, it's, it's going to be a fun ride Cool. So video and Instagram, that's great. Good things to look out for. Well, I'm just going to close up then with a couple quick questions for you guys and feel free to answer both of you or one of you. First, we always ask people if they have any quick Pinterest tips. So maybe one of your, a recent little tip or hack that you've come across for Pinterest. With, with uh, pin design, I think vertical pins always tend to work a little bit better. Mm-hmm. We've definitely seen that echo in the analytics. Um, so, you know, if you're new to Pinterest and you're kind of looking for a template, um, choosing a template that has a bit longer of a feel, um, I think 700 pixels at least, um, is a good place to start. Um, you can always, obviously you can branch out your content from there, but I think just kind of looking at the best practices and knowing that people are going to scroll through their Pinterest feed and look for those pins that are a little bit more vertical and take up a little bit more space are going to grab a few more eyeballs. Yeah, that's a great one. And the other one I think I found just personally on Pinterest, and I don't know if you see this as much on the business side, Keith, but certainly the time of day Hmm. that you choose to pin or engage can affect how much people respond to a particular pin or not. So again, I think it will depend on the content and the industry, but people should experiment with time of day and, and day of the week and see what works best for them because there are definite, definite times and days that people, people tend to engage more than others. Yeah. I definitely see more activity on nights and weekends. Yep. Okay. How about your favorite social media pet? I know hmm. that's kind of a rage these days. There are so many of these famous pets popping up on Instagram, Pinterest. Grumpy cat. So yesterday, but I still, <laughs> still love grumpy cat. I can't, I can't help it. 
my favorite is actually one of our policyholders, um, mm. Connie. She's a French bulldog. Oh, my gosh, um, yeah, she's adorable. She was actually, she suffered an accident and was in a mobility cart for a long time. Oh. Um, I think we've paid out roughly 20 grand in claims. Um, but recently, thanks to therapy and other sort of stuff, uh, she's been able to ditch her wheels and able to run again. And, uh, her Instagram feed has been nothing short of inspiring. And her dad is really funny guy. And he, the way he writes, he writes all the updates from her. So, um, I think I've always really appreciated both the story and, you know, the humor that goes alongside that. And, uh, I think it's. Oh, hey, cons, I believe, is the Instagram account. So Cool. Well, we'll we will link to, to both of those and share some pictures on our blog as well. Um, That's good. Awesome. Are there any other any other accounts that you suggest our users or our listeners follow? Anywhere you've, maybe you get inspiration from any other accounts? I mean, most of, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, not necessarily, it's a bit channel agnostic, but uh, social media today, hmm. I think they provide a lot of uh, good information for people who are kind of looking to get into the social media platform marketing. And I don't know that it necessarily hits upon just only the visuals, but mm-hmm. I think it's a good holistic view. Great. Cool. Well, we will link to that. And of course, to Peplan as well and your your social media for everyone to check out. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And, and before, before we, we conclude, do you have any pets yourself? I do. I have two cats, and um, they're named Anderson and Cooper. And of course, they are. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's very, very cool. Yeah, they are not awesome. on Instagram though. I, I need to get them on Instagram. Yeah, that's 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 a good good place to start. That's that's terrific. Love that. Great. We used to have a naughty and a trouble. Uh, Anderson and Cooper. That's very cool. Well, thank you so much, you guys. It was such a pleasure to chat with you. And no, thank you. To- really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, look forward to following what comes up for you guys in 2016 as well. Thank you so much to Natasha and Keith for joining us today for that amazing conversation. And thank you everyone for listening to another episode of The Visual Web. Make sure to subscribe to The Visual Web on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast. And check out the Viral Tech blog also where we have more information. And look forward to hearing from you again on another episode of The Visual Web. Visual Web.